0: Hi everyone, sorry for the delayed episode in advance, I've just been really busy over the past little bit. Before you listen to this episode, I highly suggest that you listen to the part one of this series, but if you're too lazy, um, here's just a really quick recap. Today I will be interviewing Krista Kohler who studies why snakes don't have feet by comparing them to legless lizards, which surprisingly do exist. She's looking to see how repeatable evolution is by looking into these two types of animals' pasts. Today, we're going to be talking about the body regions of snakes and legless lizards and how this helps us discover more about evolution. My name is Nathan, and this is At Risk. In a snake, where's the body and where's the tail? Is it all tail or is it all body?
1: Um. So that actually uh, is... very good segue into my research, um, my specific research, which is about body regions in legless lizards. Um, so snakes actually have pretty short tails. Um, you can, if you look at the belly of a snake, you can, you can tell where the tail, uh, starts because the, the scale pattern on the belly gets different. Um, there, there's sort of, uh, just sort of stripey scales uh, and then it shifts to sort of an alternating scale pattern. So if you wanna Google image search that, um, their tails are really short, um, which is evidence that they uh, evolved from a burrowing form rather than a grass swimming form. Um, But yeah, that one of the hard parts about studying legless lizard evolution um, is figuring out what their body regions even are (laughs) because normally we we you know we separate it out into we've got the neck and we've got the the trunk which is you know the neck is from the head to the the arms and then from the arms to the to the legs and the butt is going to be the the trunk uh and then after that is the tail but if you don't have legs it's kind of hard to tell where those body regions end and begin um, I'm more interested in the neck region. Um, cause that is sort of the most wishy-washy, uh, again, with snakes, you can actually tell, okay, here's where the tail is. Um, and a lot of them still have hip bones. Um, so you can, and actually pythons and boas still have tiny little femurs. Um, so they are not completely legless lizards, <laughs> fun fact. Um, but up front by where the arms are it is very hard to tell the difference and um it seems like there's sort of not really much of a here's where the neck ends and the trunk begins point um like there is in most other animals
0: and that's what you're trying to do but how are you going about getting this data
1: so um I am using some fancy uh, fancy statistical stuff plus uh, 3D x-rays of legless lizards and snakes. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm putting uh, dead snakes and lizards in a fancy machine and getting a CAT scan of them, which is just a 3D x-ray. Uh, and then I look at the, the bones um, So basically, I'm using this special statistical strategy called geometric morphometrics. uh, And it's a fancy way to compare complex shapes. Uh, So basically, you can quantify uh, how different certain shapes are that share certain features. Like you can compare faces. Uh, You could look at probably, okay, like, my my face and my sister's face and your face and you could show mathematically that my face and my sister's face uh they're more similar to each other than they are to your face. Right. Um and so we can do that with I mean this is a very popular method um and very powerful. We can we've been using it for like Uh, looking at skull shapes and tracking skull evolution, uh, looking at uh, different arm bone shapes uh, and seeing what specific adaptations are for for digging or for swimming, uh, you know, and other animals. Um, There's just a lot you can do with this strategy. Uh, And what I'm doing is looking at the vertebrae. Uh, So normally... (laughs) Uh, in in like normal lizards, limbed lizards, you tell where the 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 neck ends and the trunk region begins at the sternum.
0: Okay, quick pause because I did not know what a sternum was. Apparently, it is the T-shaped bone in your chest, and many, legless lizards and snakes lack it, meaning that it is very hard to tell the neck from the torso. Okay. Continuing on.
1: Um, but if you don't have a sternum, you can't really tell. Um, in most lizards, there's, and actually most, most vertebrates, uh, the neck vertebrae look different than the torso vertebrae. Like you can, You can just, like, there are different, you know, vertebrae are complex. They've got different bumps and stuff on them. Uh, And you can look at the different bumps uh, and say, oh, that's a neck vertebra and that's a trunk vertebra. Um, And that is mostly the case with lizards. Um, But with legless lizards, there's sort of a disconnect between, um, like, there are some legless lizards that still have a sternum still have shoulder blades. Some still have like tiny little arms, tiny little nubby arms. I love them so much. Um, They're so cute. But yeah, so some of them still have those little remnants of the sternum left. Um, So we can tell where the like traditionally defined neck trunk boundary would be. Um, But the neck vertebrae go down farther than that point or what we would define as the the neck vertebrae or what look like neck vertebrae are actually at a different point, if that makes sense. So normally in normal lizards, in limbed lizards, um, the neck vertebrae and where the sternum is. But in legless lizards, they aren't in the same spot anymore. so I'm trying to figure out how those boundaries are evolving relative to each other. Um, this is so I can figure out which region is elongating when you, cause all of these like legless lizards and snakes, they're all really long. That's one thing that they all have in common. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out, yeah, are they all neck? Are they all torso <laughs> uh, or is it a mix of both? Are are both regions expanding or is it just one? Um, But in order to figure this out, I need to figure out where those regions actually end and begin. Um, So what I'm doing to figure this out is I am figuring out where different potential boundaries are. There are a bunch of people, like this is not a new question. A lot of people have been trying to answer it. And some scientists have been Looking at the the neck, uh, the neck vertebrae features, uh, and have been saying, "Look, here's where the neck vertebrae features are. That must mean that the neck is really short or really long, uh, depending on which features they're looking at." Um, some people are like, "Well, the sternum's here, so the neck must end here." Um, and then other people have been looking at the boundary, so. Th- what I mentioned with the geometric morphometrics, uh, you can compare the different vertebrae uh, and see which vertebrae are similar to each other and see how they sort of group together. And the neck vertebrae will sort of cluster together and the trunk vertebrae will sort of cluster together. And you can figure out where, where the shift is, where the boundary is between the neck-looking vertebrae and the trunk-looking vertebrae. Uh, So basically what I'm doing is I'm taking lizards that have all of those features and I'm seeing where they are relative to each other um, so that I can end this argument (laughs) that people have been having where it's like the next over here. No, the next over here. Everybody's arguing. um, And by everyone, I mean like eight people total in like 50 years. But, um, (laughs) you know, a lot of scientists have been arguing um the neck is this long based on this feature no the neck is short based on this feature and it's just been everyone's been using different data and have been coming up with different conclusions um so i'm approaching the question by looking at all of those features uh to try to answer the question um Mm -hmm. and I, I agree with all of these previous scientists. Uh, and it turns out that the different features actually give us different answers. They're all in different places, um, which is really interesting because it means that there are different mechanisms determining where these different boundaries are. And it's not just one, there's not just one thing determining where the neck ends and the trunk begins
0: and how can you be sure that like your hypothesis is right versus all the other people who have made assumptions about these lizards
1: well that's the thing is i'm not really coming at this with a specific hypothesis uh i'm exploring everybody else's hypotheses (laughs) um and so let's take a specific lizard for an example so a gamadon anguliceps. That's a long lizard. And uh, if you look at, so it has, um, it still has a little, uh, little uh, sternum left and also some like, you know, shoulder blades. It has some sort of like remnants of where the arms would be. So we can tell where the traditionally defined neck trunk boundary would be. Uh, and it's at, vertebra number three, so the third vertebra down from the head. But if we look at the geometric morphometrics, we get a neck vertebra cluster and a trunk vertebra cluster, and the boundary between those happens between vertebra number five and vertebra number six, so it's a little farther down the body. And then if we look at specific neck vertebra bumps so the things that we usually are like oh that's a neck vertebra that has that feature that goes down all the way to vertebra number 14. Mm. so if you're looking at just arm remnants you're gonna think the neck is really short and if you're looking at neck characteristics neck vertebra characteristics you're gonna think the neck is really long so nobody's really wrong here uh, it's just more complicated.
0: Cool. And why is your work, this data that you're finding, important?
1: Um, I would say that it's it's not existentially important. It's I'm not saving anyone's life. Um, really, the only people's lives that I will make specifically better are, you know, people at two in the morning probably under the influence of some substances, just curious about why snakes don't have legs. Um, this research uh, is a small part of research on evolution in general, which I think is really important because it helps us as humans find our place in the world and find out why the world is the way it is. Um, I, my work is not driven by necessity, Uh, it's driven by curiosity. I want to know the answer to these questions. Um, and I, yeah, I, I chose to, to devote my time to answering these questions because it's interesting. These guys are weird (laughs) and I want to find out more. And I think other people do too.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for spending some time on the show with me. Uh, it's been great having you talked with us.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want to find Krista, you can find her on Twitter at Krista Larista and us on both Twitter and Instagram at At Risk Podcast. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please make sure to share it with some people because it's super small and literally all publicity we can get is good publicity. Um, Anyways, that's pretty much all I have to say at the moment, Um, so have a beautiful June slash July week, and I will talk to you again soon.